Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Ball and Breakfast podcast. We are now uh, live with you covering the wildcard results uh, from this year, 2022. Uh, first of its kind wildcard series uh, in baseball to have, you know, four different, uh, you know, series going at the same time just to, you know, get you to the division series. So, um, you know, Wayne, what did you think overall of like the just the new format and just like how everything rolled out? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the new format. The, the funny part, though, is that we all think thought that the uh, home team would have a, such a significant advantage. Uh, but then I think it was like three of the four uh, teams that won the series uh, were from the road team. So, you know, it just goes to show like with baseball, like anything can happen. Uh, you know, we can definitely talk more about the, the series themselves individually. But, um, you know, baseball is just a fun game and playoff baseball is nuts. So it's like everything gets thrown out the window. Uh, and you know, this, this was definitely just a fun overall, uh, playoff so far. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just looking at like the three game setup, uh, a little different than the one game, which I felt like was like anything goes, I felt like the first game was like kind of catered to, you know, building out, um, your pitching staff for an actual series. But if you're down Oh one, it's like, <laughs> it, it's a one game playoff again. So it was kind of, you know, I, I can't imagine like the, the stress levels and like the, heart rates of like both managers and all these players and stuff like must've been kind of crazy going through it. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely like where the, the managers like, am I over managing or am I managing like the right amount? Like I have no idea, but you know, it's a fun to just see uh, kind of this chess match game that, that, that comes about uh, through the series just because, you know, when you lose one game, right. Like that could, you know, that's a big stepping stone for possibly losing the second game. Right. So, you know, there's very uh, low margin of error there. Um, so, well, I definitely like the whole one-off uh, type of uh, series for sure. Um, you know, this is definitely a nice, uh, uh, I guess I don't want to say compromise, because I think like the idea is that they want more games. They want, you know, not not not, not to have a 100 team, uh, not a 100 win team to like lose like one game and then just get knocked out. Right. So I think this is definitely a little bit more of that compromise. Um, that being said, yeah, it's just it's just a fun set of games, I think, that we're playing. Yeah, and the buys for the top two teams in each league to me is is totally fair. After 162 mm-hmm. games of baseball, mm-hmm. you know why should uh, a team that just won 110 games like the Dodgers have to uh, play a wild card team, you know, in the first round mm-hmm. and be susceptible to uh, getting knocked out early? So, um, you know, it kind of kind of sets up what we'll you know hopefully cover by the end of the day tomorrow, just on the next step. But uh, you know, looking back at this round, uh, maybe we just start off with the Cleveland. Um, Tampa Bay series uh, in Cleveland. Um, the Guardians ended up going up, you know, two games to zero. Uh, it was a quick sweep. But uh, Wayne, did you have any just takeaways or things that you, uh, you know, were were kind of following throughout the series? Yeah, I mean, Guardians. I, I think the whole th- idea was that um, you know the Guardians, uh, their pitching, their bullpen, like really uh, stood out here. Uh, obviously, I think we talked about like the Rays just had. Probably like the weakest offense amongst like all the playoff teams, maybe apart from the Mariners. Although the Mariners showed up, we can get to that later. But yeah, the the Guardians uh, pitching squad just showed up. The bullpen um, uh, was a cliche, like killed it. Uh, and then you know Bieber and McKenzie both uh, had excellent games themselves. So um, and then you know with Ramirez, you know, hit a homer there, and then. Oscar Gonzalez, like those are the only runs that they needed, apparently. So, uh, again, you know, the Rays didn't really uh, have any type of offensive um, continuity going on. Uh, I think they just like one homer and that was it. So uh, very much a pitching game. And, uh, you know, as they go into, you know, go against the Yankees, I think that'll be an interesting matchup with 
you know, their squad again compared to the, the Rays squad, uh, their hitting squad, uh, just completely night and day. So it'll be a fun matchup, I think, going on uh, into the next round. Yeah, I mean, the the results with the scoring was was kind of predictable in a way. I mean, two top seven mm-hmm. teams uh, pitching wise and, uh, you know, two lineups that are middle of the pack or down uh, toward the bottom of uh, OPS runs, et cetera, with uh, with the Rays. So it's you know, to see two low-scoring games, uh, one actually going into 15, 15 innings of extras with with good that no second-base runner was put on base. I'm so glad they didn't do that for the playoffs. But, uh, no, it was uh, – it, both games were my favorite games to watch um, outside of one that we'll cover uh, in another round uh, of coverage here. But, uh, no, I, I, I think that just the Guardians, to me, are a team that, number one, are super hot. So it's, it just gave me all the confidence in the world to pick them, but also they just play you know, team baseball. They care about the guys yeah. in their dugout. That's the only thing they're thinking about. They're not worried about their next big contract, their big endorsement deal. You know, a lot of these guys are the youngest team in the field. They're 26 years old. I think is the average age for that whole you know group. So you know they're all about playing baseball and moving on to the next step in their own careers. So you know moving moving together is going to be a good thing for them and. Uh, they're like a house on fire right now. So I would just like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be the team hosting them, to be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. And it was kind of poetic to see, I guess, uh, Kluber, you know, who like won a Cy Young with the Garden, <laughs> the Gardens or with Cleveland and everything. Uh, uh, you know, he, he was the one that gave up the homer to, to, and got knocked off, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, pitching for the Rays and everything. So it was kind of poetic to see all that transpire. Um, but yeah, the pitching for the Guardians was marvelous. Uh, at least this round, we'll see what happens next round. But um, definitely a, a a good overall series. And I, I mean, kudos to you. You predicted uh, the sweep here. So uh, definitely uh, props <laughs> it, it, for that. Yeah, thanks. I, I just saw it as the Rays' struggles uh, more than anything else. I mean, I, I think the Guardians are, a, you know, one of the hottest teams in baseball, if not the hottest, uh, probably over the last couple of months. But, but it was just the way that the Rays were kind of crawling into that series. It's like they barely got in. So... Um, just when you see somebody like, you know, kind of dangling on the ropes there, I mean, it's like kind of ready for them just get knocked out and, uh, they showed up. I mean, they definitely showed up McClanahan, uh, glass now had an outing, which I wasn't, you know, expecting really with, uh, just his pitch counts and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I think the one thing I'm most interested to see is what happens. Um, let's say the guardians are able to move through the division series. What happens when they get into a seven game set? Because, that pitching staff, although I, I like Bieber and McKenzie, um, and I I love their bullpen. It's just what what happens, you know, games three, games four, you know, what do you do with starters there? Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do right away when they you know can't go to Bieber and McKenzie. So see mm-hmm. how they kind of set up. I know they got probably Cal Quantrill um, is is a guy who had a good season, but it's like, mm-hmm. is that enough in October to to help you win it all? Like we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and they'll be going against the uh, the Yankees, and who had I think like top three pitching staff and everything. So, uh, you know, they're 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 going to get that same kind of uh, uh, probably going to see that same type of a show uh, that they saw with the Rays with their pitching staff. Just that, oh yeah, they also have you know Aaron Judge, who we've talked about, and is <laughs> probably you know maybe might might win the whole MVP thing. I know that's kind of a debate and all that we that which we've discussed, but. Um, they definitely have much more of a, a high-powered offense uh, than the Rays. So, yeah, it'll definitely be a great matchup going forth. For sure. Well, we're happy to see Cleveland move on. Um, you know, staying within the AL, 
looking at the five, four matchup, we have the Seattle Mariners actually uh, having a sweep of their own of the Toronto blue Jays uh, in the Rogers center. But uh, Wayne, what did, what did you make of this, uh, of this whole series? Yeah, no, it, man, this, this series was definitely, uh, I mean, the last game was pretty wild, but you know, pitching that, that I think that we, you know, we talked about it. I think that was the deciding factor, you know, for me to choose the Mariners uh, over the Rays or over the Blue Jays here. Um, pitching showed up in you know, the first game with uh, Luis Castillo, um, showed that he deserved that new contract and everything. Uh, and then, man, that second game was wild. Uh, you know, I think after uh, Carlos Santana hit that homer, it was just like, okay, you know, this team, like, I think they had the most one-run one run, uh, wins uh, this entire season. And it's like, okay, I feel like – I felt like that they were going to be sneaking – sneaking into this game and everything. Um, so uh, awesome. Like this team has a lot of heart. They, they're definitely a lot of battlers, um, you know, that JP uh, uh, Crawford uh, um, uh, blooper, like Texas leaguer in there was just nuts. So, like when that landed and then uh, man, like Springer had to be carted off and all that. Like that was just a crazy play and sequence that happened there. Uh, then yeah, Adam Frazier uh, at the end there, um, you know, very clutch of him. Uh, and yeah, this is just such a, such a fun team, I think, uh, for, for the city of Seattle and like this Mariner squad just has a lot of heart and, and yeah, they're young too. So it's, it's kind of a fun game overall, but I did predict, I, I did not like Robbie, Robbie Ray coming into the, to, to this series. He definitely was up and down, uh, you know, the past couple of starts and it definitely showed here. So hopefully, you know, for the, the Mariner's sake, uh, he can bounce back, but yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we both picked the M's, uh, you know, to move on here. I think we we see the grit in that team. We see, you know, them playing with a lot of energy, really an athletic team, really good, um, you know, fielding team. They pitch well, um, you know, and that offense, especially the left-handed hitters, uh, got to Toronto, and it was just nice to see, you know, Carlos Santana had a bomb, and, and Cal Raleigh, you know, had a, a bunch of big hits, and you know, Adam Frazier had that nice, um, you know, go ahead shot, um, you know, late in the second game. So, you know, it just, it took, it took a whole team to, to take down the Blue Jays. And at one point the Blue Jays were up eight to one in that second game. And, you know, I put my, uh, you know, put my phone down for a while. didn't really think much of it. And, then, you know, sooner or later, I'm actually tuning into the game just to, to catch just like, uh, you know, um, you know, mad break at the end by the Mariners to, you know, get back in this game. And, you know, I saw that bloop shot as well. And, you know, second it landed and those guys collided. I'm like, that's, that's three runs right there. <laughs> like that's a tie ball game. So, you know, just, you know, once you have that kind of momentum working for you in baseball and, and, and things start to break, you know, your way and the other team is, you know, starts to, you know, string together, you know, walks and they're giving up base hits and, you know, bloopers are falling in. It's just, it's a perfect recipe for uh for disaster for, you know, in this case, the blue Jays, but, uh, yeah, I really like where the Mariners are at, um, you know, moving into the next series. Um, you know, we'll we'll cover that, you know, eventually. But, uh, you know, to match up with the with the Astros, um, you know, off the bat, I'm just thinking the Mariners feels like they have the pitching to do it. I mean, it feels like they have the pitching to go, you know, toe to toe with uh, with the Astros who have been notorious for having you know, a really good starting staff. And, and, you know, in the last five years or so, some really good relievers, too. So uh, that's part one of it. But um you know, as long as the bats can kind of stay hot for the Mariners, they're going to make that a series, I believe. But, uh, you know, I think they have uh, all the upside in the world to to go the distance. Yeah. Like I said, they have a lot of heart. Uh, you know, if, if yeah, if their bats can keep hot against the Astros, I mean, they have a lot of firepower themselves. Like, I think that's just what they've always been known for. So, 
you know, if they can show up a little bit, like squatter, uh, get, get some runs in there against that uh, hot pitching staff of uh, the Mariners, uh, you know, I, I, and I, they definitely have the, uh, the pitching squad themselves too. Verlander definitely, he, he seems like the Cy Young candidate for sure. So, you know, when you have him uh, and the rest of their pitching staff, who all of them like were, were all had really good seasons, like career seasons, basically. Um, there's a lot I think to like about the Astros here. So, but yeah, uh, definitely in favor for, you know, the momentum I think the Mariners have right now. Gotcha. Uh, moving on to the NL, uh, we had the Philadelphia Phillies uh, who were on the road uh, in St. Louis, and, and they actually swept him 2-0. Uh, Wayne, what did you uh, make of this series? You know what? Like, Housley, man. Like, <laughs> you know, he was hurt, right? I think is I didn't know about that. Like, apparently he was hurt, had, had like some finger issues on his pitching hand, uh, and they just lost a bunch of control. Uh, and we saw that happen. Uh, that collapse happened in the first game. Like there were, you know, two, they had, uh, they were up two zero uh, heading into the ninth inning and just lost it essentially. And that was just a nuts, uh, like ninth inning right there. So, um, you know, and that, that momentum swing, like that, that's such a deflator. So, you know, going into the second game, it's like, Oh, we don't have our best bullpen <laughs> arm essentially. Like what's that supposed to be like? So, you know, that, that's such a deflator. Um, we also saw the Cardinals, like, you know, Goldschmidt, uh, and Arenado didn't have the best series, and there was only one hit between those two in the two in the in the two games that they played. So you know they had they left a lot of runners on, and you know when you have those two potential MVPs not batting in runners, like you know what do you expect, right? And you know I I think I we we definitely underestimated the Phillies. I think we talked about like oh the Phillies don't have any bullpen, but then you know it was the Cardinals bullpen that was giving up some runs here, so. Um, you know, the, the Phillies team, we knew that they were going to be, be able to scoring runs. So, but, you know, I think both of us thought maybe the Cardinals, uh, can, you know, with Arenado and Goldschmidt, uh, would show up a little bit, but yeah, they just left a lot of runners there and you can't do that. You know, with your best players all, all the time, you know, in playoff baseball here and, you know, Noah had a great game too. So, yeah. This is one of those cases where, you know, those who really just put all of their weight behind analytics and, you know, uh, predictable outcomes and everything else in, in the world of sports. I mean, you just take this book and throw it right in the trash. I mean, when we went through this matchup, all we talked about is how St. Louis has their number in every single category, how they've been the hotter team and, you know, they're, they're, you know, dominant at home and this and that. And it's just like one or two things can break the wrong way, especially in a game of baseball. And it just, you know, can cripple the favorite. And, you know, once that, um, you know, ninth inning was completely blown up, um, you know, by Helsley and the team. Now it sounds like for the most part, if he was injured, so it's kind of maybe the immaturity or, you know, lack of uh, experience from Oliver uh, Marmol, uh, the manager for the, you know, St. Louis Cardinals, who's probably like our age or something, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> not to break from it, but uh, no, I think, you know, I, in my men's league, for an example, um, you know, we were up six, two in the first game of a championship and, you know, one thing after I had a couple of errors, uh, you know, a big hit goes into the gap and, you know, hits the lights and, you know, drops in the gap for three extra runs. We're up six, two, we were, you know, cruising, feeling really good about ourselves. And next game we come into it and we just get completely shellacked. And it's like, I think all the errors came out of us uh, after that first game. So, you know, see it happen to St. Louis and to know like, okay, now your backs are against the wall. You know, luckily they just lost two to nothing. Um, but in the same sense, like the bats were just gone. They were not alive. 
Um, you know, until <laughs> I guess Pujols and Yachty had a couple of good shots that just like, you know, capped off their careers, which was really nice just to see them go off, you know, on a high note uh, for both of them. But, uh, you know, like you were saying with Goldschmidt, he looked lost up there. I mean, he looked not just putting up uh, donuts, you know, just not getting base hits, but he looked stupid on some of the swings I saw, you know, just saw him take like a three, two pitch that was completely in the dirt and just like swung at it and just looked, he just looked awful, you know, and it's not, you know, has nothing to do with Goldschmidt's talents or where he's at in his career. It's just like, this happens in baseball. You can get into a funk or you can, you know, feel the pressure come at you in all sorts of ways. And, it's hard to predict, man. This stuff's hard to predict. And uh, the last thing I'll say is I think we threw out there that devil, you know, devil's advocate scenario for the Phillies. And, uh, you know, Wheeler and Nola are two of the best pitchers in the game. I mean, they are top 15 pitchers. Um, their contracts say so. Their talents say so. Um, and they showed out. And that's exactly what the Phillies needed. And, uh, you know, they just did a great job pitching-wise. And, uh, you know, they, they made the play when it mattered. And, and now they'll be moving on to the next round. Yeah. Um, like you said, analytics throw it out sometimes. Sometimes it's just who shows up, who doesn't. Uh Cardinals hitters didn't really show up, or at least the, the middle of the order didn't show up. Uh and uh the, the Phillies bullpen actually did a little bit here. So uh and you know, yeah, and then their their two bases there. Um I think there was all the confidence for that they would show up. They you know showed pro- progress in their last couple of starts. So uh, going into the postseason, they you know it, was, it seemed like they, they felt great there and yeah, they, uh, they, they're bats that I think everybody knew that they were going to get their hits and, you know, with uh, Harper and all his, uh, eccentric, eccentricism and everything. It's like, he can still hit that ball and clobber it a mile away and everything. So, um, but yeah, like you were saying, like Goldschmidt, like still a great hitter and everything. He just did not get, he, he just wasn't hot today or this series, uh, hit that cold spell. Uh, I think even like Alex Rodriguez is like, oh, he ha- I see like a hitch in his swing right now. He's like, he's like, you know, uh, there's something there that he saw. Uh, too bad, you know, he couldn't relay that message over to uh, Paul Goldschmidt while he was batting, right? But yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think I know like the the voting's already taken place for all the awards, but you know, hey, uh, it, this definitely was not the the showcase for the MVPs uh, in this series, but uh, still respectable. Uh, I think season overall for the Cardinals. Uh, I think a lot of people predicted the Brewers to kind of take that division there. Uh, but yeah, Cardinals showed up. Uh, you know, a lot of nice young pieces, I think, that they can build around. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't their series. And um, yeah, I think it's a nice, nice uh, hat off to uh, Pujols and uh, uh, Molina uh, as they, you know, uh, go into retirement, it looks like. Yeah. And then, like you said, with, um, you know, just the NL Central and kind of where we were at to start the year, I mean, St. Louis is just a class organization. Like they're just going to be in it no matter what, unless, you know, the talent mm-hmm. is completely depleted. I mean, I just think they're managed, right. They're coached, right. They're trained, right. You know, they, they have their heads on straight. This stuff happens, but in the same sense, like that's a really good organization. Um, they probably, you know, could get a couple more frontline pitchers if it happened to work out some way for them. I mean, Luckily for them, their starting pitching was excellent um, yeah. in this series, which was something that I had a little bit of concern about just in terms of, you know, would it be at the elite levels that you may need? But no, they've got a, you know, like you said, a good core and, um, you know, a lot of uh, future success heading, you know, in their future for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just need a hit, I think, because <laughs> in the end of the day, you need to, you need to make some hits. So um, you need to score more runs in their team, right? 
like that's simple as it is so yeah definitely and uh to to kind of round this one out um we just concluded with the last game uh you know the san diego padres uh went over the new york mets 6-0 tonight and uh you know won the series in three games two to one uh wayne did you watch this one yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I, I talked shit to uh, about you, Darvish, right? A little bit. I was like, you know, he had two and five record, five plus ERA in the postseason, but uh, he showed up, uh, you know, pitched an excellent game. Um, Scherzer uh, got rocked. So, you know, did not expect that. And that, uh, you know, I guess set the tone kind of, you know, uh, I think DeGrom just, he had an excellent uh, second game there. And then the bullpen kind of took it and the bats. Uh, uh, you know, kind of went alive a little bit there with, you know, Alonzo hit a homer and, you know, several other uh, of the Mets players contributed. So, you know, yeah, like, again, yeah, the, it, once you get a hit, you got to score more runs the other team. And uh, the Padres, uh, Musgrave had a, a like, the game of his life basically today. You know, I know he's a San Diego native, right? I think they talked about. So, uh, and, and I know there was a lot of suspicion. I think Buckshaw Walter, they were trying to say, like, <laughs> oh, like, he was trying to either root, get him off his rhythm or like, was he actually have some sort of substances to get a little bit more slickness. And I think I saw Andrew McCutcheon say like, Oh, he's using like, was it red hot or whatever uh, on his ears. So, <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, I'll leave that up to the MLB and uh, all the, uh, uh, all the legal people or, or the, the rule uh, enforcers to figure out all that. But, you know, I think overall uh, excellent series from, uh, the Padres, uh, you know, I think somebody brought up the point of like, oh, could, could this be similar to like the uh, the Braves of last year where they didn't have Acuna, uh, you know, how, and how they don't have uh, Tatis and can they make a run, uh, just rally around that whole like, oh, we don't have one of our star young players, but we still have enough talent to contribute. So, uh, yeah, great pitching, great starting pitching, I think, for the Padres that really wanted for them. And then, you know, with that offense, like that's kind of all you need is just some good solid uh, play out there. And then, yeah, Hater uh, 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 kind of took it from there. So, yeah. Yeah. All I remember most about this, uh, this series was Joe Musgrove doing one of these <laughs> right after he got a big strikeout. And, you know, I was just like, damn, like <laughs> I thought they were going to go at it too. Uh, Trent Grisham caught one on the back uh, pretty hard in that like sixth inning with two outs, nobody on. I was like, right. that for sure was a, was a warning shot. Um you know, not to mention that Grisham just, you know, he had an amazing series just hitting, you know, some some absolute bombs, uh, just straight line drives off of, I think DeGrom was throwing like 100 miles per hour and the ball got out at like 108 or something. I'm just like, that's one of those situations where you just want to catch the ball with the bat. Like, you don't have to put a lot of strength by it. You just got to, you know, make sure you barrel that up and like, it's going to fly. And uh, I think he, uh, you know, just definitely you know, caught the ball at the right time on the bat with uh, guys like Scherzer and DeGrom and stuff like that. So, um, and an amazing catch by Grisham in the gap too, uh, just to like completely take, you know, um, the Mets out of the ball game tonight. So, you know, um, hats off to him because he's had a really uh, rough go, I think in his first couple of years with the Padres, but he's got, you know, just an amazing amount of talent. So we'll see where his, uh, his career takes him after this. Um, but yeah, I mean, three lopsided affairs, um, you know, the games themselves weren't, weren't all that like fun to watch. Like, I I don't know out of the series that we had, this is probably my least favorite series kind of sitting back and watching um, some of the baseball that I watched, but uh, you know, overall, um, you know, it's the way the Padres are made up. Yeah. You know, they're made up for playoff baseball. This is a, a team that, you know, at times maybe could be a little bit thin throughout the year with injuries because they're, you know, kind of top heavy, but I feel like 
sometimes you walk into a series and you can throw, you know, three frontline starters and you got just a ton of, uh, you know, offensive firepower. I mean, they're going to be you know really well set up for the rest of the playoffs, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like you're saying with the Tatis reference um, goes to show that this isn't the NBA. This isn't a, you know, the type of league where you need, you know, an absolute superstar on the diamond to, you know, carry you over the line. I mean, I, I think the more the merrier, but in the same sense, like it's about nine guys who, you know, can really string it together and, you know, play with, you know, less nerves in the other team and just kind of, you know, be hot when the moment, it, you know, needs it. So um, they'll be fine, I think, for this, uh, this series. And we'll just kind of, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Grisham, we were talking about like how, how he had a hell of a series, like, hey, the regular season, what he batted like one, 184 and everything, like 17 homers, like 150 strikeouts. Like, is this, this is like the, I don't know, I guess, uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, the offensive MVP of the, the Padres, essentially. Uh, bats eighth. So, yeah, this is a team sport. So, baseball is definitely, like, you have, you have uh, what, nine hitters and, you know, pitching bullpen. So, there's so many factors, so many different uh, players that are involved here. So, um, you know, anything can happen. And I think that's what makes, uh, you know, fall baseball just tremendous and dramatic. So. Definitely. Well, uh, you know, with that roundup, um, you know, we're both looking forward to the next round. Obviously, we're going to have coverage for you all in in one way or the other. We're still, you know, working out the details here at Ball and Breakfast. But uh, Wayne, did you have any other last thoughts about, you know, the wild card round or or really anything else in general? Um, I mean, hey, how about those Mariners, right? Like, you know, a lot of people thought that, hey, maybe this is like there's there's a, there was a lot to be said with regards to their character just showing up and uh, like, hey, this was like a 20 plus year gap, right, with between playoffs. So it's nice to kind of just be there. Like, no, that, it seems like they, they want more than just that. And uh, I think uh, the series of the Blue Jays uh, showed that. Yeah, I mean, on my side, I would just say, you know, teams like the Mariners, the Padres, the Guardians, these aren't, uh, you know, they're not hanging banners in any of those cities. And, uh, you know, just love to see, you know, some more new blood, you know, move on to the next round, get them a shot. And, uh, you know, for me, the soft spot kind of lies with Cleveland right now because, you know, just growing up and watching so many of those good, you know, tribe teams with like Ramirez, Tommy, you know, Alomar, Lofton, Vizquel, they had so many, uh, you know, great cores of teams uh, throughout the 90s that, you know, came close but didn't make it. And then, you know, we flash forward into the 2000s and you've got the the Kluber, Sabathia, you know, you had, um, you know, all sorts of great stars. Trevor Bauer coming out of, you know, Cleveland in different time periods, different types of clubs. But again, they were more, you know, uh, let's call them like discount uh, <laughs> cap friendly teams that were put together. But, you know, just built from the ground up all these teams that came through the 2000s for the Indians. And it's just like, it just kept falling short one time after the other, especially in, you know, 16 to the Cubs. So, um, you know, if they can win one and, you know, hopefully do it in Cleveland, if they do, uh, I just love to see that, man, just for baseball's sake, like get this uh, Schneider off of them and uh, pass it along to another uh, franchise for a while. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they got, I mean, if, if they're pitching like holds up like they did against the Rays, make all the teams look like the Rays, you know, there's, a lot to be said, I think, with this team, and they, they still don't have enough timely hitting. Like Jose Ramirez, uh, you know, uh, it's in my opinion, like if you want to talk about MVPs, with, like the lack of other like star power, or, like hitting power on their squads. Uh, not not to discredit like some of their other players, but 
Jose Ramirez is like he's he's like to me the MVP. Uh, like if you want to look at actually their value towards the team, if they weren't there, like how would how would the hitting look like? I think for uh, the the, in, the the Guardians more so than say like you know if Aaron Judge were not to be there for the the Yankees, like the Yankees will be fine, right? They got enough. They got they got a lot of uh, uh, firepower there. So, um, but yeah, uh, to your point, you know, uh, I, I, I there definitely is something towards I think the the Guardians and how, yeah how the old school tribe uh, functioned uh, in Cleveland and. If they can win one, great. You know, eventually somebody's got to, to win a World Series, and why not have it? You know, one of these franchises like the Guardians or the Mariners. Yeah, and super fair point about uh, about J Ram because if you did take him off the Guardians, they wouldn't even be close. And I think it just goes along with he understands how those teams are made up and how they're going to succeed, and they have to play a lot of small ball. They have to move guys along. You know, his walk rate is higher than his strikeout rate. Um, he's a guy who can definitely drive in runs, but, you know, I think he just buys into what the team's doing, what the organization's doing. And that's why he's, you know, committed there long-term and mm-hmm. probably for way less money than he'd ever get on the free market. But, you know, for his credit, I mean, he's just, he's just a fixture there and, you know, the fans love him. So, you know, let's just hope this is a, this is their time, their shot. Um, you know, whatever happens, I'll still be interested to see how, you know, the rest of the playoffs go, but, uh, We'll get there very soon. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully turn something back out to you guys in a couple of days. But uh, you know, with Wayne, I'm Patrick uh, signing off for the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Take care, all.